What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, this is a pretty good weekend with baseball. Some great stuff going on. I want to jump right into it. There are some pretty cool highlights, some things to discuss, and we will begin with the Chicago Cubs' new outfielder, Shea Suzuki. So, we talked a lot about him in the offseason. He was coming over from Japan, and he's hit the ground running. That bat has played. He has adjusted to the big league level pretty well, and the bat has been very good, and especially the, the power side of things. I mean, Suzuki has been great out of the gate. Now he has four home runs. He's getting 400 on the season with a 284 weight runs created plus. So the question about how will he adjust to major league pitching? In the early going, so far it's been answered in a positive manner. He's been very good. And, you know, he showed a lot of patience at the plate, really. You know, power, patience, all these things that uh, you want to see from him. Of course, he only has 35 plate appearances, but so far, so good for Shea Suzuki with the Cubs. If we head to Seattle, there is a young pitcher, a young right-hander by the name of Matt Brash. Okay, so... Let's keep an eye on this guy because, you know, he, he's facing the Astros yesterday. He has a very good outing against one of the top offenses in the game. It was weird, though, because on paper, great outing, like I said, but he was effectively wild. He had, he threw nearly as many balls as strikes. He walked six. And at the same time, he carried no hitter against this Astros lineup into the sixth inning. And he made guys like Bregman, Michael Brantley, made them look fooled as part of his five strikeouts. So it's very weird. So a whirlwind of a start for Brash in his home debut. But thanks to some nifty defense and some timely hitting, his effectively wild afternoon led the Mariners to a commanding 7-2 victory. They got a three-game series win against the defending AL champs. And this was largely due to a five spot they put up in the fourth inning. All of which came with two outs. Nice little rally there. Ty France hit a three-run homer. Adam Frazier and Julio Rodriguez each had a RBI single. And that was Julio Rodriguez's first RBI of his big league career. Then in the sixth, Jared Kelnick and Abraham Toro hit back-to-back doubles for some insurance. But, you know, it was a welcome offensive outburst from Seattle because they were blanked by Justin Verlander just the night before. And this weird outing by Matt Brash was easily the headliner in the afternoon. I mean, he hadn't been this wild all spring. He was consistently throwing strikes, but for some reason, he was he was all over the place yesterday. He is Seattle's number six prospect and MLB Pipeline's number 97 overall. So, yeah, I mean, six walks, that's tied for a major league lead. Tied with Chris Bubich for the most in an outing in MLB this year. Let's stay on the West Coast. Head down to L.A. Andrew Haney on the bump for the L.A. Dodgers. So, I mean, he he, he continues to prove skeptics wrong. So, Dodgers won their sixth straight. Andrew Haney was a huge part of it. And he was on the bump yesterday for L.A. He signed a one-year, $8.5 million deal in November, and a lot of people were skeptic about him, saying, you know, what, what does this guy bring to the Dodgers? Because 
he had a 5.83 ERA last season in a full season last year, 30 appearances. But you know, the, the Dodgers like this strong fastball. I believe they could help him improve his breaking ball. And on Sunday, he struck out 11 over six scoreless innings. And he has not only been a pleasant surprise for the Dodgers, but he has been dominant just in general. So obviously his performance has helped ease the mind of you know fans and spectators and even Dodgers officials, I'm sure, who had question marks about him in the back end of the rotation. But 11 punch-outs for him are the most in a game since he did 14 strikeouts on August 20th, 2019 with the Angels. So with the six scoreless innings they got from Haney, the Dodgers' four starters in the series allowed just two runs over 20 and two-thirds innings of work. So through nine games, the Dodgers' rotation has a 1.71 ERA. That's the second lowest in the majors behind the Mets. You know, they, they beat the they beat the Reds, obviously. You know, they had a big inning there. You know, Freddie Freeman led the way with four for five day. And yeah, I mean, it was a seven run fourth inning. They had three doubles, three singles, drew two walks in that inning. Big explosion. The only person who seems to be missing out on on the hit parade right now is, you know, Mookie Betts. Their Dodgers are kind of working through, you know, a bit of a down a down stretch with him, but hopefully Mookie will pick things up and He'll be fine. He'll be good to go once once everything is in full swing. I'm sure I'm sure he will. So, yeah, I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr. is set to begin a rehab assignment on Tuesday with Triple A Gwinnett. You know, that's great news for the Bra- the Braves. Obviously, they have been without their star outfielder since July 10th of last season when he tore his ACL. And He's going to he's gonna be down at AAA. I believe the plan is for him to come up to the big leagues and DH in the early going. And then eventually, a few weeks after he comes up, he'll be playing in the outfield. So far, you know, Adam Duvall has been, been the Braves' primary center fielder. And he has actually held his own defensively. He's been pretty good out there. Eddie Rosario and Marcel Ozuna have primarily been their corner outfielders. But obviously... Somebody from that group is going to lose at bats when Acuna returns. Well, actually, not necessarily just those three, because they have Alex Dickerson as another corner outfielder who has been getting the DH. So probably you'll see Dickerson lose ABs when Acuna returns. Rosario and Ozuna will probably stay in the lineup. So great stuff we're seeing. Like I mentioned, um, you know, Verlander had a vintage outing over the weekend. Great to see him looking looking healthy, you know, he, he was out for a long time, the, the big, the big, uh, I don't want to say problem, but I mean, something that's being monitored in Anaheim is Mike Trout, so Mike Trout was hit by pitch on his left hand in Arlington, and that was, that was a scary moment, because we're like, oh, not again, Trout has had injury woes the past few seasons, and hey, I don't know why people are, are very offended when when we point this out. Some people are offended when we say, "Hey, Mike Trout has not been healthy for much, you know, for much the past few seasons." People say, "Oh, it's recency bias, just 2021." That's not true. I mean, Mike Trout hasn't played more than 140 games since 2016. I mean, he's been healthy for the most part, but you know, he's had he's had some pretty notable um, um, injury injury list stints. You know, yes, he was MVP. I want to say was that 2019. 
But, you know, we just want to see him healthy. We just want to see him healthy playing most days like he did in, in the early early years of his career. But Trout has been off to a strong start this year. I mean, he's been great. He's been playing very well. I mean, just like last year. But, you know, we just want to see him healthy. We know when he's on the field, he'll be great. The x-rays came back negative, fortunately. So now Trout is day-to-day. Hopefully we... We 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 don't hear more about that. We you know with Trout in the past, we've heard that he was day to day. That's what it was with this calf strain last year. He ended up missing the whole season. But if the X rays are negative, he just probably has to wait for the swelling to go down and get the feel back in his hand, and hopefully he'll be good to go. So fingers crossed that Trout will not miss too much time. That's gonna do for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.